If you ever wanted to learn Ukrainian and didn't know how to do it, then please join this episode of Zavzetis podcast where we chat with Anna Ohoyko, the founder of UkrainianLessons.com website and podcast. Anna graduated from the most prestigious university in Ukraine with a degree in Ukrainian philology and has been helping people around the world learn and improve their Ukrainian. In addition to being an educator, Anna is also an entrepreneur. In this episode, we discuss how her Zavzati's commitment and creativity helped her start her business and make it successful. Welcome to the Zavzati's podcast from Ukrainian San Antonio, the show where we meet and dive into the stories of incredible people who work to preserve and enrich Ukrainian culture and history. In addition, we explore the personal leadership, tenacity, and bias to action behind the stories of our guests. Each episode is an inspiration to find new ways to engage with Ukrainian culture and traditions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Zavzati's podcast from Ukrainian San Antonio. I am your host, Olena Hristiuk. Today, we have a pleasure of talking with Anna Ohoyko, the founder of UkrainianLessons.com, a podcast and blog for the foreigners learning Ukrainian, and the website called NavsiDvisti.com, a resource for Ukrainians to prepare for the high school exit exams. Anna speaks five languages, and her mission is to share the Ukrainian language and culture with the world by means of the digital technology. Anna, welcome to the Zetis podcast. Привіт, дякую. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you, Elena. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. So your website and podcast is for people who want to learn conversational, everyday Ukrainian. How much Ukrainian do you need to know in order to start your lessons? You need to know a little bit of uh, the alphabet. You should be reading it a little bit in order to start with a podcast. You can't really learn the alphabet on the podcast, right? Definitely. <laughs> But we do offer a series of free videos to learn the alphabet and practice mm-hmm. each sound, how it all sounds, how it looks. And then you can start with the first episode, which is conversation, like, how are you? Uh, okay. What is your name? And so on. So you start with very basics from hello and where, what kind of conversations people are having on the fifth season. Season. How fluent are they? When uh, people start, they start with the basics, uh, slowly proceeding with the grammar and mm-hmm. some we cover, covering cases, uh, tenses. And then by the third season, we cover all the basics and then mm-hmm. start immersion. Uh, let's say we have some conversations uh, which are more intermediate then. That's a series of conversations uh, between an American girl Kristen, who comes to Ukraine and she explores Ukraine, she meets Ukrainians and she starts her life in Ukraine. That's season three. And then from season four, we have only Ukrainian in the podcast. So it's slow Ukrainian episodes when I talk about different aspects of Ukrainian history, culture, some famous people. And season five is basically that, plus some short interviews I have with Ukrainians at slow speed. So it's very comprehensive. But if you finish five sentences, you can travel to Ukraine and can get around, basically. Yeah, basically, you can already get around after two seasons. People who are at season four and five, they're usually already fluent in Ukrainian. Okay. So they've been studying and they already can speak Ukrainian very well. And now they want just to improve, learn new words, and they want to learn something new about Ukraine too. That's why we have season four and five. Got it. Your podcast is audio learning. What do you offer on the website? 
We also have uh, different articles, blog posts, infographics for people to see visually how things look in Ukrainian. For example, uh, like endings of the verbs or, or nouns, as well as different combinations of vocabulary and different topics. We also have series of articles about culture in English, Ukrainian culture, traditions, history. And now we've just started to develop more our YouTube channel. So okay. that that would be like short videos about grammar and vocabulary that are designed for self-study as well as for universities and schools that teachers can use because I found that there are, there is not much material like this online and yep. that's why we decided to proceed with videos too. So you talk a little bit a lot about teaching and that's what you do on a podcast, YouTube, your website. So tell us a little bit of your background. What prepared you to be teaching Ukrainian? So I've always had a thing for languages. So okay. I like learning them and I like studying the concept of language in general. That's why I was lucky to follow my passion after high school and I study philology, Ukrainian language and literature in Kiev Mohila Academy in Ukraine. Oh, that's a, this and wonderful school. Yeah, I must say this university University, in particular, its environment and people there, it really shaped my view on things and especially the creative and critical approach. It was really amazing. And I got there my bachelor's and master's degree in linguistics. That's how I also started in parallel to teach Ukrainian to both Ukrainians and foreigners. Thanks to my professor, I think I found my first students to Canadian embassy in Ukraine. And also at the university, I focused my studies on history of textbooks in Ukrainian for foreigners. I just studied uh, different, different textbooks that are out there. And of course, I had uh, an idea to create my own textbook mm -hmm. in the future. And maybe from that point, I, I decided to also think about technology and mm -hmm. how we can do things in a different way than just a textbook, but create something more modern and mm -hmm. uh, more applicable for people all around the world. And that's how I came up with a blog and then podcast. So in English, there's a lot of books out there how to teach English as a second language. But I've never heard anything about how to teach Ukrainian to foreigners. Ukrainians learn Ukrainians, maybe some Russian speakers or Polish speakers can pick up easily. Is there like a methodology out there that you follow specifically for Ukrainian? Or do you kind of see how other foreign languages are taught to foreigners and follow that process? That's a good question. I actually use a combination of different methods. And I did learn the methodology of teaching English. In fact, uh, okay. I took a whole course on that and I was thinking of becoming an English teacher. Mm -hmm. But then I decided to use that knowledge and apply mm -hmm. it to teaching Ukrainian. Okay. I was like, why not? So there is audience and I see the potential in this. Okay. So I started to learn more about those methodologies and apply them for Ukrainian teaching. It's basically the same. So I use mostly the communicative method, which is very popular. And I used it during classes, but uh, creating materials online, digital resources is a bit different. It's a different approach. So there I use uh, different methods. I do use some English in my explanations. For example, I use the method of spaced repetition. Oh, that's a, a great method to learn languages. Right. It's a, it's a learning technique, which is applicable to different kinds of learning, but I use it in my podcast episodes. So for example, we have review episodes when I, we repeat again the things we learned before, and I use it for flashcards we offer as a premium material for okay. the podcast. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a combination of different methods. English was also my second language and I tried 
learning other languages. And speech repetition is a very effective way of doing that. Yeah, we have two podcasts. So the first okay. one is Ukrainian Lessons Podcast. It's our okay. main series. And this, this is the one that has five seasons. Okay. And Five Minute Ukrainian, this is uh, our new podcast. Okay, so what is the difference Five Minute Ukrainian versus the regular series? Yeah, so the regular series is like step-by-step process. So you just start it from the beginning or you pick up at the level you want to start and you do it like a course and the episodes are longer it's 20 to 30 minutes episodes and each lesson i would say depends on the person but it can take a week to listen to the episode uh, practice maybe listen to it again Uh, while five minute ukrainian these are small episodes which are like tiny workouts for you that you can do just when you go for a walk or for a run and you have this five minutes that you can just dedicate to a quick conversation in ukrainian you can review some words and that was it it's a quick recap of some of the most important situations like uh, meeting with ukrainian parents or or talking to a taxi driver or booking a table at the restaurant. My idea is that when a person is in Ukraine, he or she could even listen to this podcast episode in five minutes right before she has to do something, like (laughs) like to go to the restaurant and he could just listen to this podcast episode before. So that's actually a really good idea. So you're definitely using technology because back in the day, people used to have these little conversational books that they carried around with them. Nowadays, uh, you can just, instead of uh, conversational books, you listen to podcasts. It's a great idea. I really like it. Yeah, Um, actually, I just, just as a point, I, I live in Sweden now and I'm learning Swedish. So this idea came to my mind when I was walking to the post office here uh-huh. and it, and I was still not sure how to say some things in Swedish to just to pick up my parcel. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, if only I had a podcast that would give me five minute episode about these useful phrases at the post office in Sweden. And that's how I came up with the idea of I should do the same for Ukrainian. You, you identify in a personal experience the need that's not been answered. So that right. <laughs> created a podcast. So you also mentioned that one of your first students were uh, Canadian embassy employees. Mm-hmm. So like today, you offer the class online. It's all digital. Who are people who take the class? Where do they uh, come from? Yeah, so I keep in touch with my audience a lot. Every day I receive emails from them and try to communicate with mm-hmm. my audience. There are many people now who move to Ukraine for work or studies. And okay. there is a gro- growing number of students from abroad in Ukraine, especially in medical schools. This is very common and not many people know about that. That's the first reason, which is very motivational because you come to Ukraine, you must speak the language because otherwise you will be lost. Not everyone speaks English and a lot of documentation is in Ukrainian. So even Russian wouldn't save you. And another one is personal interest. Uh, Let's say both heritage learners, like people who have family who are Ukrainians in in Canada or the United States, or just people who are interested in Ukraine somehow. They live in different countries, but Mm -hmm. they're interested in Ukraine. They study something about Ukraine. But in my personal experience, the biggest reason to study Ukrainian for people is love. Many learners have Ukrainian partners, wives Uh or husbands too, and they want to impress their partner, right? (laughs) But most importantly, I guess it's important to learn Ukrainian when you already have kids and kids learn Ukrainian as their native language. That's why you want to communicate with them somehow and also to communicate with the relatives uh, like parents. Many people start learning Ukrainian right before they are going to meet the parents in Ukraine. <laughs> Parents don't always 
speak English fluently and yeah. they need to communicate. Uh, so for these situations, people start learning and it's a huge motivation for them to stick with it for a long time. Definitely. Clearly, you have a lot of audience who is adults. Uh, do kids take your classes or do you have special classes for children? So in my experience of uh, teaching Ukrainian to people one-to-one, let's say, mm-hmm. The audience is very broad. I don't teach to kids personally, uh-huh. but I had teenage students and I had people who were 70, 80 years old. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, it's a very, very broad, broad range. And same with the podcasts. I think people of all kinds of ages listen to them now. Mm-hmm. So it's different. That's good. So, you know, Ukrainian, I, I think it would be really difficult to learn just because of conjugations of our mm. now, you know, nouns and verbs. It's even more difficult than Spanish. Um, right. What do people struggle the most when they learn Ukrainian? Is it grammar, pronunciation, colloquial sayings? So people, when they just start learning, mm-hmm. they are frightened by the alphabet. It's different, right? At the end of the first week of learning Ukrainian, most of people are like, okay, that's easy. It's, <laughs> it's really just every letter is pronounced the same way in Ukrainian, not like in English. So eventually, if you go through the alphabet, it's not such a big deal. But yeah. then, of course, the grammar is the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And if you ask people what is their biggest problem still in Ukrainian, it it's always going to be cases, probably. Like we have seven cases in Ukrainian nouns. They can be in different forms. And then each noun goes with the adjective that has to be in in a different case too. So Mm -hmm. that's what is very different from many languages and scary. But (laughs) I always say that Ukrainians don't mind if you are not going to conjugate your noun. And if you're not going to put the last ending of this word right, it's still fine. So yeah, fluency is, is for fluency, it doesn't matter. I think anybody in any language really appreciates the effort because when you talk the language that people talk, it really shares you care. And I think that's what people really want to hear from you when you do. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to talk about the blog because I visited your website and the blog is very nice. You have really nice articles. How do you come up with the ideas? Because it's a really good supplement to learning Ukrainian through your lessons. So, yes, you, you know, I, probably I, I speak uh, some languages and uh-huh. I, I was learning them myself as a student, as mm-hmm. a learner. I started with English, which took me 10 years or more. Mm-hmm. It was a very long process for some reason. <laughs> At school, it wasn't taught very well. Uh-huh. And then French was hard too. I took a class and it was not easy. I still can't say I'm super fluent in that. But since I started learning Spanish, for example, I started to use digital technologies for that. Okay. And I started to use different kinds of blogs and podcasts and courses, videos, and it, especially podcasts, I think in Spanish, it was fascinating for me how I started to learn Spanish just by listening to the podcast and mm-hmm. soon enough I could have a basic conversation wow. while why I was learning English at school for 10 years and I still couldn't express myself and I was nervous about it. Yeah. So I, I noticed that this modern technologies and resources online are very well designed and that's where I took my inspiration for, mm-hmm. for Ukrainian resources. So basically I sit down and I look at different resources that are interesting for for me as a learner in Spanish, in French, in Swedish, in Polish, and I find the best ones. And I try to do something similar in Ukrainian with us. Ukrainians, the specific things we have in Ukrainian, of course. Well, that's wonderful. You curate all the online resources and pick the best. And that's how you choose Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> what is the most 
popular Ukrainian phrase or the most useful Ukrainian phrase that foreigners learn in your podcast and they come back and say, you know, this really helps me out a lot when I'm out with talking to Ukrainians? Interesting question. In one of the first episodes, I teach a phrase that is my favorite because it's kind of like my last name. Uh -huh. So it's my last name is Ohoiko and the phrase is Oho. Oho. <laughs> it's very easy, extremely easy, and it yeah. sounds really fun, I think. Yeah. And of course, the effect is like when you're surprised and you want to say wow, instead you say oh, uh, it's really fun and students and learners love it. <laughs> yes, that's actually I didn't think about it, but it's 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 a really great phrase to learn because you can you know, in English, you have stuff, you know, when, right. I, when I came to the United States, they say like, you learn, you need to learn stuff. And I'm like, what is stuff? And you can just <laughs> plug it in anywhere, but always one of those things that you can plug in and impress that. That's yeah. <laughs> so you do speak five languages and you, you teach Ukrainian uh, through English or French, or what is the most popular language to study Ukrainian? So in lessons, we try, teachers try now not to use any languages to mm -hmm. teach a language. So if I'm teaching a class, I don't use any, any language. And okay. that's what I'm trying to implement now in my YouTube channel, where I try to put everything uh, on, on the screen to show visually, not to explain things in English. So I try to skip English there. But in the podcast, of course, it's necessary to, to have some intense uh, explanations of grammar. So that's where I use English and I don't use any other languages. So. so you're in season five. What are your plans for the future? How do you see this class progressing and what would you like to achieve with your podcast? So right now we have five seasons and after each season, I'm considering to stop it. And <laughs> I ask uh, my listeners their opinion. So every summer I reassess and I look what was what was done, to how many listeners we have, how many reviews, do people want more? And actually, I just ask people, like every time they probably know that we, I always I send them this survey that I ask them, what do you want? Actually, what, 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 <laughs> tell what, me what you want. Yeah, exactly. And I just read all the answers and see if there is something that many people want to, I sit down and think about it. And so that's how I form the next uh, future lessons. Basically, my process consists of two parts. First, I uh, create a plan, what I'm going to do. And usually it's a big plan. For example, a, a 60 episode podcast, Five Minutes Ukrainian. So uh -huh. I came up with this idea. And now second part of the process is just to work hard and create, create these episodes. <laughs> Well, we, I, I'm sure your listeners would like to learn more because it's one thing I was really impressed with the quality of your digital platforms. It's very easy, very well done, really high quality. So it's, you really truly make it easy to learn. So wonderful, Thank you. wonderful podcast. <laughs> you know, the name of our podcast is Zavziatist. And I think the, the closest word in English is audacity. You know, it's somebody who has a lot of energy, who's very focused, doesn't stop. You know, there's no barriers to, for, to achieve their goal. You are an educator. And now with a podcast and YouTube videos, you're like an entrepreneur. That's your own business. How did you make that leap? Yeah, first of all, let me compliment you on the name of your podcast. I think it's amazing. <laughs> Zavziatist is really it's a very nice word and I think uh, the quality of Zavziaty, Zavziata is it's really something I can describe myself uh, when I'm working on this project. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think I had some entrepreneurial things in yeah. me <laughs> since I was a kid. I wanted to 
I remember I wanted to buy a bunch of sunflower seeds and bake them, you know, and then sell them again. <laughs> My first business idea in stakanchik is in the little um, uh, glasses. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. So, <laughs> so you had that desire to do your own thing. Earlier, you said when you started at Kiva Mohilanska Academy, mm-hmm. Mohila Academy, one of the things you've learned is creativity. And I think it's really clearly shows in your podcast in, your, in the quality of your work because to be an entrepreneur, you, you have to have zavziatis, but you also have to be very creative. So tell us a little bit, how do you cultivate this creativity? So I think that creativity is, is a big part of, of the teaching process, right? Mm-hmm. So to be a teacher is to find creative approaches, right? For to, to create something to get students interested in, yeah. in what you want to teach. And I think especially when our attention is so much diffused between different technologies, okay. social media, you have to get people attracted by something and people get more easily attracted by cats and dogs and YouTube <laughs> than learning, right? To make learning interesting, you have to be creative as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was essential in when I started to learn, teach Ukrainian. As a, in fact, I had to be creative because there was no other way. There were just not many resources available to teach. So I had to find the ways. I had a bunch of students, actually, I was teaching uh, online as mm-hmm. a one, one-to-one classes for a quite some time. And that's how I started designing this material slowly and saw potential in creating something bigger out of them. It's a great lesson for people because sometimes life doesn't go the straight line. It has curves and bands. And along the way, you collect all this knowledge and things. And for you, I think it's a really good culmination of everything you've learned and put together for this podcast. And it makes it such a quality product. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I wanted to add actually that maybe creativity and uh, passion, let's say, mm-hmm. it, these are very great things. But what I wanted to stress is that it's not enough uh, for success just, just to be smart or passionate about something. Mm-hmm. I think what really matters is commitment to yes. what you do and consistency. That's what happened when I launched the podcast. I committed to be consistent in doing just one thing, posting this podcast episodes weekly. And I did it by offering a premium membership from the very mm-hmm. beginning. The premium membership costs $59. And since I started first episode, I offered this membership and a couple of people who were mostly my students, they <laughs> signed up for that. Okay. And that meant that I had to create these materials, these episodes every week because people already paid for it. And I was committed to that. And also I was committed to creating something of the very best quality because mm-hmm. people paid for that and I didn't want to disappoint them. So that helped me to be consistent and committed, which I think is even more important than just passion. One of the things you said, commitment and you've paid membership, you sort of created yourself a motivator, (laughs) right? (laughs) Kind of anchored yourself to do that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed our conversation. I think, again, it's a great resource for people to learn Ukrainian, high quality. You know, that's the thing I'm just going to say. I'm just, I was blown away how well done, (laughs) how well done your podcast is. And it's, you know, you definitely have passion for language and you're truly committed. I assume you're a perfectionist. Mm. <laughs> I try not to be, but uh, you know, it happens. <laughs> yes, yes. So, and it really shows in your work. So thank you so much for doing that. It's a great resource. I'm wishing you more students, more people learning Ukrainian. And thank you for promoting it. It's a wonderful thing. Thank you so much. Anna, can you just tell a little bit more how people can find you and what do they need to do in order to find you on the web, YouTube, etc., and how they can sign up for Ukrainian lessons? 
Sure. So we are Ukrainian Lessons, and you can find us uh, by Ukrainian Lessons on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and just go to ukrainianlessons.com to see all our range of materials, including free podcasts, um, a YouTube channel, and also we have a little book, 1000 Ukrainian Words. Guys, please visit Anna's website and happy learning. Oh, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Zavzetis podcast from Ukrainian San Antonio. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a reading and review in comments below. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Until next time, goodbye.